Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, grey, slightly rainy with occasionally blue fluffy clouds evening. And welcome to Gatecast episode 233 with our usual band of three now. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the season three premiere of Stargate Atlantis. Okay, I just want to jump right in now to say a big thank you to ECM, who left us a five-star iTunes review over on the US iTunes store. And this is what he said. This is a great podcast through which to relive Stargate vicariously or watch along with the witty, informative and downright fun commentary from Mike, Alan and various listener guests. SG1 and SGA are currently alternating weeks with SGU to come, so something for every SG fan. You don't want to miss this podcast. Appreciate it beyond words, ECM. Thank you very much. And back to the show. I had to, well, not strong harm, but encourage Brad to join us this week. He didn't have his name down for this episode, and I asked him if he was interested, and we've managed to sort out today. Are you all right, Brad? Hello. Oh, Brad Hello. the truckie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, as you said, his name's changed. I did notice that <laughs> when I started me. talking to you first. All right, Brad. How you going, guys? Yes, hello, Brad here from Australia, reporting from the depths of flu season, so I'm not going to sound too good this episode. I'm here, committed to the cause, as always. Past three in the morning. <laughs> We're going to have to sort out a better time for you. Not regular, but every now and again. Uh, this is oh. a better time. Better than earlier, but that doesn't mesh. If you get home from work. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get home from work an hour earlier <laughs> as well. <laughs> it won't let me. I have recorded at five your time and location. I have, but that means I get into the house, get showered, grab a cup of tea and sit in front of my computer. Ah, you've been fed then. And that's assuming get home in decent time, which, quite frankly, in the roadworks in Nottingham means a 10-mile trip is taking 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, yeah, that sounds like Dublin when I used to... On one occasion, I was driving down the Keys in Dublin on a Saturday afternoon, and it took me an hour and a half to travel a distance of roughly 400 metres. At that point, I was sort of praying for nanotechnology, which wouldn't it be nice if you had something that you could just push a button and fold the car up into something that weighed maybe 30 kilos that you could just carry for a bit? Suitcase car. Yeah. If we're going to be silly like that, why don't we just have transporters and be done with it? Because <laughs> I think compression is probably more likely to happen than... I know there's a thing in Britain for people that drink where they have this scooter which folds up and fits in most reasonably sized boots. What you do is you drive to the pub, you book this place, and they come along on the little scooter to where you are and then drive you home in your own car and then feck off in the scooter. Yeah. I can't imagine it's cheap. Here's a thought, just get a taxi. Even better, stay at home and <laughs> with a bottle. Cheaper. Yep. Have your friends come round to you. Well, what do you think I had the giant TV and the uh, home cinema system and the whole sort of complicated setup to encourage people to come to me? I was like, yeah, yeah. why sit in pub and uh, have to deal with smelly drunken people and you can just be the smelly drunken people in my house? Anywho, I should tweet. What? Why am I signed in? Oh, I made a mistake. I opened Steam. So, it doesn't mean you have to actually spend any money. Well, stuff we're on sale. So, again. Have you not known by now that I have poor impulse control? I Stop playing. Whoops. Continue. Right. Was that your radio? <laughs> the iPad. I've got to stop putting it next to the computer. 
It's always causing problems. Why were we talking to you? Browsing Facebook. They got that stupid auto start on videos now. Yeah, which is why I always have the sound muted. Is it flesh and blood or is it no man's land? I see icons. I know what. Just a little bit of preparation for the podcast has made me <laughs> so happy, Alan. <laughs> you know, knowing what episode we were going to watch. You know, just, I don't ask much. There we go. There we go. Oh, covering. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Did I miss spell covering? Yep. Yeah. There he'll respond. That almost sounded timed. Yeah. I mean, if I if I get the number faintly right, if I don't make any mistakes at all, people will get confused. It should have been that special place. I didn't have enough characters. <laughs> I've only four left by the time I typed that. At least that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Hi, I'm Nuke Chas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimlast.org. I'm quite happy with my lamp. Your lamp? I made the mistake of going into a bookstore while I was away. But I only spent 41 euro, which is about a tenner over a week shopping. But I got, you know, the most recent Robin Hobb series, the, I think it's the Rainwild Chronicles? Nope. Sure, we discussed the other ones, Soldier Son and the... Uh, Never heard of him. I think it's a chi. I'm not sure. Anyway. Never heard of her then. I read book one and book two, and the end of book two sounded like basically that was it. And then someone told me, no, there's more books. So I found those. I picked up those. I picked up The Long War, which is the second in what is now a trilogy of books by Pratchett and Baxter. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dawkins' biography, as well as Does Anything Eat Wasps, which I didn't realize until I had it, actually precedes... Why Don't Penguins Feet Freeze? It's a collection of questions and answers from the last word column at the back of the scientist. The point is, now that I have a backlog of about seven or eight actual physical books, I needed a light because there's no point in getting comfortable in bed reading for 20 minutes and then having to get out of bed and go across the room to turn the bloody light off. More expense. I wouldn't say it was more expense. I mean, in fairness, even if I'd bought it full price, it would have cost me a tenner. Bendy corded lamp with, rather than a base... It's got a spring clamp, so you can clip it to things like headboards or the support bracket of shelves or whatever. Yeah. So I've currently got it clipped to my headboard. I'll be testing it. I think it's LED. It's quite bright. For a tiny, tiny bulb, it has to be LED. There's no way even halogen would be that bright in a bulb that's roughly 10 mil across. But I'm quite happy with it. It'd be nice to be able to read a proper book in bed again. I mean, I was relying on the Kindle. I've watched the first 58 minutes of Cloud Atlas. Book on me, that's a long movie. Uh, yep. Eight minutes shy yeah. of three hours. Feels even longer when you watch it from start to end. Well, I've been kind of doing it in shifts. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. I'm watching and thinking, hang on a second, is that time lines? Yes, he's in it about four times. <laughs> I read somewhere that Hugh Grant was in it, but I haven't spotted him yet, much to my delight. Uh, I see he has appeared or he's under heavy makeup. Pretty sure he's under heavy makeup. Same with Hugo Weaving. Uh. Remind me of stuff I've seen Hugo in that I like. You don't like the Matrix movies? Oh, yeah. You don't like Lord of the Rings? No, I like all three. Right, zero, 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 zero. 
I assume these notifications are a retweet and a reply from you. Oh. It'd be a favourite for me. Jim has responded, I have loads of apps of SGA on DVD, yet I still record them every chance I get. I'm not sure that was it's... a reply to what I just tweeted. No, it was. Okay, I think she misunderstood. Well, I'm not going to correct her. We have few enough listeners as it is. What makes you think she listens? <laughs> uh, this is your comparison of our Twitter followers compared to our actual downloaders. I'm pretty much convinced do not actually know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Chris listens. You know, our Michael Shank fan. If we're all at zero, 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 zero in the traditional black screen. We all have the right file. I'm just asking. <laughs> Video underscore no space man's space land dot mkv. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, screw it. A three. A doe. A hen. Clicky. It's an answer in the subtitles, not Taylor reading the previously. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or he didn't approve. Indeed not. Not only has our dear lieutenant rejoined the Wraith, but he's taken with him the knowledge that Atlantis still exists. <laughs> yes, this was a... Um, um, um. Yummy. The consequences of Carson's super ethical genetic experiment. Yes. Yep. Oh dear. I'm uh, seriously questioning Carson's medical... Yes. Never trust the Wraith. One day they will learn. Beam a canister into the CO2 chamber and boom! One hive ship derathified. Yeah. Uh-oh. Change plans. Two hardships bearing down on our position, sir. One of them is the friendly. Now, this is how you start a new season pew. in the middle of a firefight. Pew, yep. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Even after we've seen it before. <laughs> yes, some of the shots are reused. I think that about 40% brand new. Atmosphere VFX did all the CGI for their sequence. With some three or twos, we might be able to take out the hyperdrive, save us some time. Do it! It does look impressive, even though it, you think it's a little bit unrealistic, the 302s against darts, but you really do want energy-based weapon systems, not missiles. Mm. Mm. That's still a great shot, them launching the gliders at the ships. Bogies are after us. Bogies. That'll never get. <laughs> mm. Pew, pew! <laughs> You've got to say the CGI does look fantastic, even after all these years. But then again, we're not exactly getting a lot of modern-day sci-fi space battles, are we? Half the bogeys are pursuing daggers three and four. We got the other half hot on our tail. Taking fire. I've lost a generator. Stand by to break left on my marker. Marker! Oh, that doesn't work in space! <laughs> well, technically, space is one place where it would work. <laughs> Two missiles took out about a dozen uh, darts. Mm -hmm. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I've gone to full screen for this bit. <laughs> We're in the clear. Continue to target. As Martin Garrow and Martin Wood said in the commentary, the premiere always gets a little bit higher budget than the regular episodes. They make use of it. Although most of what we're seeing now is from the season two finale, but we're seeing it from Shepard's point of view rather than Coldwell's. Dagger hmm. two, I can use some cover in my attack run for target hyperdrive. Roger that, leader. I'm on my way. Oh. That's not a little cover, that's expertise. Yeah, you owe that woman a drink. Yeah. <laughs> the remaining darts are returning to the hives. Can you go to max thrust? Negative. Head back to the Daedalus. Roger that. She's got speaking part, but she's not in the credits, and I couldn't find a name. <laughs> Probably because she can't see her math move. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. We don't have to give her any billing. <laughs> Oops, gone quiet. You should be celebrating. Hey, buggered off. No smoke anywhere. I'm pretty sure there's sparks flying before, wasn't there? Turn the smoke machines off. 
Three of our 302s are returning to Daedalus, sir. Shepard? This fighter isn't one of them. The only contacts I have on screen are wreckage. Oh dear. Oopsie. John's dead? Surely not. You've lost him? <laughs> oh, Elizabeth's going to be annoyed with you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be happy now he's got another reason to go back and get into the Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows what everybody will think. Yeah. You did it deliberately, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> You've already put your transfer request in. This is new. Oh, nice shot this is. Mm-hmm. Gives you a good impression of how big those things are. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've seen the Daedalus. The Daedalus is, can fit inside one of the empty spaces. Yeah. The Wraith. Bigger and better by design. Okay, then. No Man's Land, Season 3, Episode 1 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast episode 233. This episode was written by Martin Garrow and directed by Martin Wood. Had its US premiere July the 14th, 2006. The Canadians got it September the 11th. We got it in the UK October the 18th of the same year. Our friends in Sweden got it August the 10th, 2007. And the Japanese got it October the 15th, 2008. Quite a few series with episodes of the same name. CSI Miami, Grey's Anatomy, Heartbeat, Panorama, The Bill, Two of a Kind, and Brace Yourselves, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yay! <laughs> Bruce Campbell rocks. Indeed. <laughs> Even without a chainsaw. <laughs> and we're back. As I said in the commentary again, they use that opening shot quite a lot. <laughs> they do. Colonel Caldwell, what's the status of the repairs? Ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way yeah, I see Connor gets the credit oh Robert he's bought reinforcements <laughs> if she swings at me Gera <laughs> yes you'll have to jump between me and the flying object <laughs> I just briefed General Landry we're to check in in an hour and advise him of our response to this I've got a broken ship and serious casualties I don't know what sort of response you have in mind but I want you to redeploy immediately what <laughs> excuse me <laughs> pardon <laughs> looks like Zelenka put a fair amount of weight on in the break he might have done. He looks significantly fatter than he did in the last episode. <laughs> Even on the previously. Oh my God, Zelenka, what have you been eating? Obviously. However, the ships are organic in nature. They will need to make brief pauses to recover from the effects of hyperspace radiation. Where and when? Uh, yeah, uh, it will take some time to calculate. Go. Well, Tori when, Sorry, not Tori. Elizabeth went to Mexico for a hiatus and all the hair grew out, so they've had to pin it all up and make it look as if it's been a couple of hours since the last time. <laughs> Pretty much refused to have it cut off. I don't know how long we last. Coldwell's thinking, I wish I had all that air. <laughs> Recalled, what was it doing? That's <laughs> a flying around, testing things out. Yeah. Taylor's thinking, can I have clothes that actually cover my midriff, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's cold in here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you want to cover your midriff, Taylor, why are you inhaling so deeply and why is your chest moving up and down so much? Because it's tight. <laughs> Suicide mission. Not quite the impact as mm. we've seen in Babylon 5 that time, but I mean, she hasn't given him orders to sacrifice himself, just go back into battle with a ship that isn't quite prepared. Mm. Yeah. Do anything you can. Well, no, he's not an on the shot. You know, it's not like we live for SG1, we die for the SG1. <laughs> Bugger SGC, I'm coming home. <laughs> I want to be around to explain why I disobeyed orders. I mean, what are you going to do? Publicly uh, 
court martialing. I don't think so. No, but I mean, disobeying a direct order could be seen as treason, which is an executionable offence. I don't recall the last time they executed a member of the American military. Of course not. They wouldn't actually tell you about it. Deep dark old Area 51. <laughs> he couldn't have. Even if they somehow deduced the location of birth, they still wouldn't be able to get there, not unless they... Yes, it would. They downloaded something along with the Hive ship plant. Oh, it's something like spyware. It's like when I stupidly downloaded porn. Music. When I downloaded music. Piracy has destroyed the Earth. The music industry rejoices. I did this. I'm responsible for the destruction of my own planet. If anybody was going to do it, it'd be you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Stop worrying about it now. Just focus. Focus on what? What is it to focus on? I'm stuck in a cocoon. Get out of here. Oh, right. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? Of course. Here goes. Um... These cocoons were rebuilt. Uh, the original ones, I didn't think, really looked authentic. They're not in gluttony. <laughs> Give McKay more time. He'll, he'll probably actually destroy the universe. <laughs> Oh, isn't that a lovely shot? Is that just a reverse of the shot we played earlier? <laughs> it may be. <laughs> that looks damn pretty. Don't tell anybody. We've made so much of it, we've got to use it more than once. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, it looked expensive. This is a great sequence. Joe's Shepherd to a T. There is no reason to believe that their hyperspace field is any different than ours, and we can't launch 302s from the Daedalus wall in hyperspace. No, I'm simply talking about manoeuvring within the field, not passing through it. What do you think? <laughs> The pretty scientist, yeah. Angelique Noir. So she gets a credit and she doesn't say anything. <laughs> she gets a credit. <laughs> I gotta pay more attention to those guys. Yes, he really should have listened to them just once in a while. Yeah. As you can see, the Wraith Queen has got slightly different makeup. She was much more orange mm. when she was on Atlantis. Now they've given her more the traditional green tint. Still Andy Frizzle playing the role. Yes, Michael. You should have told me that we were going to betray the Atlanteans. Are you feeling sympathy for them? No. And still Connor doing the voice, I assume, which is why you got credit. No, that is Connor Trenier. Oh. Uh-huh. Also not so. <laughs> yeah, he only missed the last episode because his wife was giving birth. The, the content... Sorry, go on. Nobody interrupted you. <laughs> you started to say... Poor Michael, he's not human enough to be on Atlantis, and he's not wraith enough to be on the hardship. The contempt in her voice when she says the name is dripping. You've got a feeling that he might end up doing something everybody else will regret. See, a little bit of love and compassion would have gone miles towards turning him into a productive member of either the Atlantis personnel or a wraith hardship. There they will pause for 15 hours. Walter! Makes you wonder why the ancients never built few screens into the consoles. Mm. They probably had those little, you know, the little eye things. I forget which show they were in. Might be in this one. The little thing that you wear, sort of an early version of Google Glass. Yeah, that was uh, DS9. When would you like me to dial in again? You misunderstand me. I mean in person, and I mean right now. The president himself. I can't just leave. Not now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go on home. There is far too much Doctor. going on here. You've done all you're going to do for now. I need you to step through that gate. They're waiting for you in my briefing room. Come on home so you can get a Dear John letter. Yeah, the, the problem with this, though, she goes home, it takes about five seconds, but it's going to take her three weeks to get back. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you're in charge. <laughs> Look after the place. And what? <laughs> I've got a spare red T-shirt if you really need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should probably... No, I mean, as far as Taylor's concerned, look, I walked on these abs. I'm showing them off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
I mean, the actress just started going, I want to be able to look at, back on this when I'm 60 and fat and go, I look like that. I've got a feeling she'll look pretty much like that throughout her entire life. I think even Elizabeth realises this could be the last time she sees Atlantis. The IOA have always been a little unfriendly. This is the full gate sequence. They decided to include this because it's intergalactic travel. Not because they ran short. Plus, the episode ran a little short. Oh, you're not being sarcastic <laughs> at all, are you? <laughs> Welcome back to Earth. Thank you, General. It's wonderful to be here. I can see that. You know I consider disobeying your order. There wouldn't have been too much you could do about it. You made the right decision in coming. Yeah, come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. The recall order didn't come from me. Who it came from doesn't matter. What if I told you it came from the president? I wouldn't believe you. And you'd be right. Oh, yes, it does. A nice steady cam shot again. They do like these uh, continuous shots from the gate room up until the briefing room. Mm. The president had no choice but to accede to the IOA's demand that you be brought back to explain yourself. <laughs> They're not going to tilt. <laughs> explain yourself. Where breathes deeply. <laughs> cover their asses i'm honestly not sure how i will respond to that sir they're bureaucrats elizabeth you'll have them for breakfast yeah this pretty much sums up the ioa mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're very quick to judgment but very rarely do they actually make fast reasonable decisions this is the the new wraith set that was built in the new studio a lot bigger than the old one but they've still only got so many corridors they can film in mm. there is work i must attend to yes has any of them actually spoken? These guys don't talk. Basically, they, these guys are the right version of Gromit. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, they've got the makeup to see two fully formed Wraith males, but they have as many drones as they want. Mm. Now, believe it or not, Jason actually requested that all this cabling and the vines were tight around him so he could make <laughs> the struggle look effective. <laughs> You know, I get the impression Jason's not exactly the sharpest tool in the box. Why? Oh, combination of personal experience with the guy seen on screen. Well, it gets a performance out of him. I mean, you compare his performance in the cocoon to uh, David's, and David's just basically literally standing there with his face pressed against a piece of plastic. <laughs> what then, huh? Are we fly home on the wings of imagination? Is that what we do, Ronan? You can sit here and die if you like, but I'm not giving up. Oh, fine. I will. Fine. Ah, the magic. It's a magic fairy. Mm. The what? The magic fairy that Rodney was on the bit. Ronan, Rodney, can you hear me? Rodney, I know this is a long shot, but if you can hear me, please respond. (laughs) (laughs) If you're near radio, I need you to come in. I need to know your location. Guys? Colonel Shepard. Yeah, how was your long distance call plan? (laughs) Yep. Who's this? You know me as Michael. Sorry. Got the wrong number. Ronan and Dr. McKay are still alive. You know? Yeah, not much no, no option here, John. Well, they could have, he could have said, if you want them to live, come with me. You know, just, just riff on Terminator a bit. But if your friends are in pursuit, you need to disable these ships in order for them to reach us. If you really want to help, why don't you just do that? They would know. Aren't you they? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm them. <laughs> They're they. Although, like I say, since he's not trusted, he wasn't really let into the whole plan. No. Although you would have thought he'd have figured it out anyway. I'm pretty sure he was aware that he wasn't the favoured son before going into the plan to visit Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Three hours of air left. Where are you? Uh, what you like to know? I need to know what level you're on so I can guide you from there. You mean trust you? Indeed. <laughs> well, I'm upside down at the bottom of the ratio. Mm. <laughs> Fortunately, not affected by their gravity field. Or is he? Is he being pulled down? No, he's clamped on. Oh, yeah, but I mean himself sitting oh. in the throw, too. Well, nothing appears to be floating. Nothing appears to be drifting upwards, so I'm assuming. And we'll leave the rest to your imagination, ladies and gentlemen. You still want to help? Targeting the ventral hyperdrive generators would be most effective. That's what I was thinking. Then I suggest you act now before you are discovered. Yeah, of course. So John's got a full schematic of a hive ship. Oh, the briefing room. Often seen in SG-1. Very really turns up in Atlantis. Yes. Now this is a safe table. It's made of wood. It doesn't come apart into nasty pointy bits. <laughs> that is a huge tablet. I'm assuming it's a tablet. The same ambassadors that we saw in the SG-1 episode, The Scourge. Tamlin Tamita, playing Chinese ambassador. Saw her recently in Resurrection. Highly recommend that uh, show. Only eight episodes for the first season. Very entertaining. I was coordinating a strike against the Hive ships when you recalled me. With what? Was Resurrection the thing in the Atlantic or the Antarctic basing with the nasty virus? No, that were Helix. Ah, did that die? I assume it died. No, it got a season. Finished its season. I don't know if it's got renewed. Okay, I might dig it out. Always nice to see Woolsey. He's never quite sure if he's supposed to be the bad guy or the sporty. He's a bad guy when he's with his compatriots. When he's alone with the member of the SGC, he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. To send the ZPM back to Earth on the Daedalus, ensuring successful operation of the Antarctic weapons platform when the Wraith arrive. The Daedalus suffered severe damage during the first battle. A long journey at full power was out of the question. And there is no way of knowing how much faster the race ships have become. You would risk the lives of everyone aboard those ships in order to undo your mistake. Meow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daedalus is in orbit above Atlantis, performing emergency repairs. There is still time to beam the ZPM aboard. But either plan will require Daedalus to break orbit within the next hour. Then if you'll excuse us, we need some time to discuss our options. I have instructed Atlantis to contact the SGC when both Daedalus and Orion are ready to leave. If you would like to overturn my standing orders at that time, go right ahead. But you will have to fire me first. I think someone else wants to come in. That's it, Elizabeth. Put the onus on them. Yeah, right. You've been told the options. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference between a commander in the field and somebody sitting in a boardroom. They don't really always have the pleasure of an, an hour to discuss it before they have to make a decision. Hmm. Earth will probably mount some kind of defense. In which case, I imagine death would be instantaneous. Again, in the commentary, why did they use two Wraith high ships? Because they had so much stock footage of two high ships. Mm. <laughs> Always flying twos. Yeah. I wonder which would be worse, being life sucked by the Wraith or, or burned alive. I honestly couldn't consider two worse options. Stop talking. Okay, you know what? Make me. Hey, be <laughs> thankful that the Wraith don't like the food toasted. Yeah. And like I said, this was Jason literally tearing himself out of all the plastic. Grunting. 
trying to get my hand free so I could get to it. Would it have killed you to tell me? Maybe I would have if you shut up for more than a minute. What? Don't just stand there, cut me loose. Only if you put an end to all this, we're gonna die. There's no hope talk. Well, now there is hope. <laughs> See, David's just there. His face pressed up against it. <laughs> I'm not letting you out unless you should roll. <laughs> A help, um, watch what Jason does here. As soon as Rodney's uh he pushes all the plastic back just to hide the fact that there's nothing behind the cocoon. What? How do we get out of here? Well, I don't... Two Martins both went on how many times the show is made on a budget. Mm. <laughs> Are you apologising for something? <laughs> it's not a question of You'll thinking. think of something. Fine, can we at least go somewhere else? Can you get this off me? Down my back, down my back. Just, <laughs> just one big gap that David could walk around in pace and do squat thrust and all sorts. <laughs> and then stick his face back through for filming. Yeah, someone's coming. Stick your face up against it, quick. <laughs> That's the problem, Rodney. You've proved yourself capable so many times. <laughs> Never thought he'd ever have to undress uh, McKay. <laughs> is that the first time we've seen Elizabeth on screen with Walter and SGA? Hmm. Uh, I think so. I really wish they'd stop using the uh, footage from the movie because the ratio's off. Mm. <laughs> Surprise! If we don't make a decision, she'll go back. Mm. It'd be too late. Then they can wash their hands of it. Good if something goes wrong. It's all part of the game. Look, it's pretty simple. Either they stop the ray chips or they appear in orbit around Earth and all hell's going to break loose. Yep. Taylor. Yes, Elizabeth. Tell Colonel Caldwell to proceed with the mission as planned. Godspeed. I will tell him. That's a pretty shot. Mm. Although, it did look like it were made of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a reuse of footage of the Asgard, Hermiod. I want all operable missile tubes loaded with Mark III tactical warheads. That'll be every one of our nukes, sir. I'm well aware of that. Secondly, I want to disable all firing safeties to enable the launch of every one of our missiles the moment we exit hyperspace. Uh, hemorrhoid. Fire every nuke we've got as soon as possible. Yep. You've got to admire that. Maybe they expel our audience. Zoinka says she'll fly, sir, but as of right now, that's about all she can do. You'll have 13 hours en route to get your weapons and shields online, but we need to leave right now to make this window. Are you go or no go? We're go, sir. And look at that. I mean, the Daedalus is a fairly big ship by Earth standards, but mm. it's dwarfed by the Orion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your first command, Major Lord. Look after it. Yeah, so yep. you're going to die now. <laughs> uh, we're wondering what was going to happen to it. Would it be funny if it just stuttered a bit and conked out? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of oh, smoke uh, out the back. Like, uh, which Star Trek was that? Search for Spock, was it? Don't recall. It starts up and then. Yeah, when Scotty nicks stuff yeah. in the Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good when you hear the startup sound and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Operation, this will most likely end badly, is a go. <laughs> not, a, not much optimism there, John. No. Still humour in the face of defeat. Yeah. No. Let's not get into the physics of this, shall we? Target is destroyed. Disable the second hive as quickly as possible. Their fighters will already be headed your way. I'm very impressed with the speed of response from the Wraith Dogs. 
Why would they be crewed up and ready to go? The wrestling in... Yeah, because these guys probably sleep in the damn ship. <laughs> okay, John, there's 300 of them and there's you. Mm. <laughs> they won't listen to me. This is not helpful, Michael. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Been a lot. It's been a twirl. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, dear. That's gonna... He's rather fortunate. That's gonna impact on maneuverability. Mm. <laughs> Although, technically, once he has thrusters, he doesn't need wings. True. What can I do for you, Mr. Woolsey? The ambassadors have finished convening. Oh, good timing. Uh, yes, they'd like to continue debriefing you now. <laughs> Yeah, I bet they would. Excuse me? I'm the good guy again. I'm not going to sit there and have them rake me over the coals about every decision I've made these past two years that they don't agree with, in hindsight. Dr. Greer, you know I have the greatest respect for you, but as far as the IOA is concerned, you're not exactly the employee of the month right now. <laughs> nope. That's not what he meant. Not really got the time for this. Concerns. And if your plan succeeds? Then I expect to keep my job, yes. <laughs> because I did what they apparently are incapable of doing. I made a decision. Now, the fact is, at this point, there really is nothing more we can do but wait and see what happens. But give them my best. Like any committee. Yeah. How many times have we said it? When they give her some decent lines, Tori will act anybody off the screen. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's very, very deft manoeuvring on the part of the huge hive ship. Mm-hmm. That looks Asgard too at the start. I think the impression they were going for was big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have you. <laughs> Look at that scene in Moonraker. I haven't seen one exit sign. Look, sooner or later, I'm going to have to eat something. I think I have a plan. You? Really? You know a lot about these ships, right? Well, maybe. Why? If I need you to do a control panel, how much damage could you do? What do you mean? Did you overload the engine to blow up the ship? How is that an escape plan? I never said it was an escape well, plan. How is that a plan? You're the one who says there's no way out of this. If we're already dead, I say we take him with us. Oh, Rodney, he's got a plan. Not exactly a survivable plan, but it's a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rodney, die to save the planet. You owe us one. You should not be here. She asked me to question the prisoner. And look who that is. Mm. Mr. Hyadal himself, in his first appearance as a wraith. Hmm. John's rather fortunate. I would take him from here. As I said, they they had plans for uh, Todd, as he came to be known. Hmm. But who'd have thought first time around that that character would become so important? Indeed. You'd be worried there. You slowed them down. At least for a little while. They had to have a Wraith who was the uh, equal and opposite of Michael, so. That one wasn't Todd, though. Well. That well, the point is, equal, equal and opposite, uh, you're going to have Chris Heindel playing it. Let's face it, he's in every Canadian science fiction show in existence. <laughs> Watch the moment the target's acquired, don't wait for my order. Suppose you can get guest spot lost in space as a child director. Now, this so reminded me of the Battlestar miniseries, when the Cylons fired off about 30, 40 missiles and everyone struck home. Yeah, I see your point. This is our way. Guard activity? Quite a number of them, sir. They're moving to intercept our missiles. Be time, Ryan. I mean, the CGI is beautiful. It really is beautiful. Those ships really do look organic. And look, one new got through. Woohoo! One of those ships is launching an attack. They're first striking for some serious damage on this hive. Good. 
Another hive was undamaged. Your vessel is continuing to engage. Are you gonna go through the whole play-by-play, -play or are we gonna get out of here? It probably demonstrates how big a hive ship is when it's yeah. been hit by a nuke, and it, yeah. they're really pretty much unaffected. Yeah, just well, shakes them a little. The magical inertial dampeners. <laughs> yeah, never, never mind hyperdrive, never mind this other stuff. The thing I have major issues with is inertial dampeners. I mean, hyperdrive could be some part of physics we don't understand. Ignoring mass? <laughs> no. They don't ignore it, they work around it. You've got to have inertial dampeners if you're having practical space travel. Yeah, but... Oh, nice. Open a secure channel. Major Lord, now would be a good time to open fire. Yes, sir, I was just thinking the same thing. I gave the order, but nothing happened. Zelenka! <laughs> Unfortunately, only having a day to fix things means we've got shields or we've got weapons. You can't have both. Yep. We want weapons. <laughs> I can't eat a boiled sweet. It would render me incapable of talking for too long. I was tempted, but the reader really sour, but... Oh, drones! The Orion is pretty much a sitting duck. Yep. Get that. Oh, Got it. Oh, hi. The most unusual science fiction weapon I think I've seen in recent years, the drones are. <laughs> it's very not ancient. Sir, the remaining hive is shifting their attack to the Orion. Move to intercept. Orion has no shields. We're not going to make it there in time, sir. In the mouth. Oh, sparks, sparks. <laughs> this ain't good. My, it's got to be my favourite line in any Star Trek series. In Enterprise, the first time they get hit and the ship shakes, the translator says, you know, maybe we might want to think about fitting some seatbelts on this thing. <laughs> That's not a response to fan feedback, what is. No. They can be anywhere on the ship. Well, that's a start. Why? What could their objective possibly be? I know, Ronan. There's somewhere where they can do as much damage as they can, and McKay would know where and how to do that, so... There's a control station this way. In the commentary, they were talking about the finales of the two series, SG-1 and SGA, and how they felt a bit let down that they were beaten for CGI on the finales. This was really an effort to make sure that they kind of won the crown on the premieres. Mm -hmm. It's nice when they got a bit of friendly competition between the SGA and SG-1 production unit. And that explosion, a lot bigger than it actually looked. <laughs> the guy who sent it off, who was behind a glass shield, got his hair burnt. <laughs> Get him over here! Ray Douglas was his name. Oh, their operating system is a mess. Thank goodness I remember DOS. Trust me, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they actually wrote a line about Linux. And they, they decided that they couldn't use it. It might upset Microsoft. Ooh. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. He's helping us. Where did you come from? I managed to latch onto the hull of the hive before I went into hyperspace. Nice move. I saw in the movie once. Of course you did. Ah, finally, saw in the movie once. At least focus <laughs> reference there. <laughs> now, why should I trust you? Oh, boys. Because I'm trusting you. <laughs> Give him the gun. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't end. Oh, I'm down. Because I said so. That is re remarkable restraint by Ronan. Yeah, mm. not he's, killing he's someone. He's chewing. <laughs> New Wraith set really does look spectacular. I don't like this. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we take the ship on our own and leave him here. He's the reason I'm alive right now. Scene was added after the fact, as again, like I said, the episode was running short, so they had to. Uh, Right, a few extra bits. 
they had to use a body double for Michael because I think they said in the commentary that they couldn't afford to bring Connor back <laughs> for an hour shoot. <laughs> Although I suppose it'd mean flying him from LA to, uh, to Vancouver. Mm. Well, when you look at that, a wraith ship escapes the hive while the Orion is destroyed in the distance. Nothing to apologize for, Major. Bring all railguns to bear in the main dark base. Hold fire till I give the order. Channel every has the power to the forward shield and tell that. Yes, you lost probably the, the strongest strategic asset we had. It was a warship. Yeah, the Tenorans aren't going to be very happy when they learn about it. They only lent it to us. Ah, <laughs> uh, they won't last long themselves anyway. <laughs> this is Colonel John Shepard. Sanitation code Alpha 7 Tango 3. Please respond. Open a channel. And you can see in the helm is Bam Bam, James Bamford, the stunt coordinator. So what happens when they need a stuntman in shot? <laughs> Michael! Yes, sir. He's got a plan I think you're going to like. It probably won't be long before they start shooting at us. I've just opened fire on the transport, sir. Beam them directly to the bridge. I tweeted this last night, actually, because I watched this episode. <laughs> Why does Michael have a locator ship? Colonel, you said something about a plan? I've disabled their jamming code, but it's only a matter of time before they realize. All you have to do is send over a nuke. We deployed all our warheads in the first attack. Well, that wasn't very... Could have kept just one, just on the off chance you needed it. <laughs> yep. Oh, look at this. Ramming speed. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they've done this tactic before, and it worked then as well. Mm. Unfortunately, oh, there goes the shield. Mm. <laughs> now they'll find out how good uh, the Daedalus was built. There he goes. <laughs> and again, turns over the biggest surface area is facing the enemy. <laughs> yeah. There's no real reason why the ship has to bank like that in space. Yeah. Report! The plan works, sir. Concentrated fire on the base created a number of secondary explosions. They've stopped firing. Nice work, Colonel. Fortunately, it draws a win for our side. Ship status? It was good. <laughs> Ooh, dear. We're venting atmosphere. Seal off all effective decks. Yes, sir, but that last blast took out our life support and the backups aren't responding. As of right now, we're shallow breathing. Meaning? Meaning that in a little under nine hours, we're all going to suffocate. If we'd have stayed on the hive ship, at least we could breathe. We're taking on water. Now, did Rodney know that, or did he figure it out? Worked out how many people on board, how much volume of air they yeah, had. Give it Rodney, probably. And it's a naval term, too. In order to create, at the very least, a CO2 filtration system. By the time we got something like that up and running, the CO2 levels will overwhelm any makeshift scrubbers we'd be able to do hot. But now, I'm sure the extinguisher isn't helping, either. Mm. Granted, they probably have to put some fires out. Dumping that much carbon dioxide into the air. And believe it or not, they had a 10 minute conversation about how much goo from the cocoon they should have on Rodney's jacket. Mm -hmm. How many people on board? In and around the 200 mark. Oh, so I guess buddy breathing our way through this one's out of the question? I'm afraid so, sir. Yes. Okay, fine. They're reserved for people working on getting life support systems operational. We need those people as clear headed as possible. And by those people. Yes, I will be one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that one's got my name on it. We may be able to squeeze another hour or so of the regions that have been sealed we off. We can't exactly transfer the O2 where we need it. Yes, but we could we'll be able to access key panels that have been closed off to us. Let's get Shepard in a 302. He can eyeball it from the outside. I'll take this. Oh, <laughs> how does the length put up with him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. You'd think they'd have a little maintenance pod or something, wouldn't you? 302 is a little overkill just for inspecting the hull. What about an EVA? Space suits were stored in those sections. All right, I'm heading back. Copy that. Have you tried routing the power from yes. the initial? Yes, yes, we have tried everything. 
Subspace communications? We are floating between two galaxies, Radic. For now. Yes, so we can get medals, posthumous medals, and maybe a little compensation. <laughs> you gotta think practical. I wasn't thinking of rescue. I was thinking simply of telling them that we've stopped the Wraith. And perhaps letting someone know the sacrifice that we've done. Well, a noble sentiment. But I would prefer to dedicate my last breath of air to getting more air. <laughs> Basically, we're doomed. Yep. The only breathable air within light years is on the Wraith ship. There's also Wraith aboard that Wraith ship, Doctor. So we take them. Click. You would be far outnumbered. Well, minor detail. I'll take my chances. I admire your courage, Colonel. <laughs> Just then Ronan over. Yeah, yeah. Ronan reminds me of my friend Greg, who's a guard, as in Irish copper. I've seen him pick two people up and bounce them off each other. <laughs> the retrovirus gas would make them virtually harmless. We still have it on board? Yes, we do. Oh, the retrovirus. Mm -hmm. We finished the plan we started. We beam over the gas and wait. We wait long enough, they won't even want to put up a fight. Because they'll be humans with no memories. I can't believe I might actually survive this. We're almost out of breathable air now, and the retrovirus takes a minimum 10 hours to run its course. Uh, we'll rotate the crew in and out of the 302s. Again, Martin in the commentary was saying how pleased they were put a line under the retrovirus with this episode. Mm. I don't think the writers really liked it that much. I mean, it's evolved into something interesting, but I don't know, it's always something a bit wrong about mm. its use mm. and development. Yes, Webs. You really don't want someone called Webs on the bridge, <laughs> you know, in case things get confusing in a firefight. Did you want me to sort of jump to? No contacts yet. Our test of the Mark II generator in the chair in Antarctica are promising. Promising? That doesn't sound very promising. We're fairly confident the ancient weapon will take care of the hive ships, but doing so will probably require the last of our drones, and there goes our secret weapon. <laughs> Promising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't they use a, a Mark 9 generator then? Or was that a Mark 9 nuke? I can't remember now. They need Amanda. <laughs> Where is she? Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> Here, am I floating in my tinker? Yeah, pretty much. It was what it was. Well, at least most of the time, you're a galaxy away. Yes. <laughs> Not the good chocolate bar way either. <laughs> no. Jennifer tweeted, have fun guys, in response to Alan Zillia tweet. Well, if they're just going to ask, you can always say no. Well, if they ask, that's not a problem, is yeah, it? Yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> oh, it's on you lot. Yeah. <laughs> you go and explain to your own governments why you couldn't get rid of me. Yep. Let's say you lose the job first. This isn't going to conclude, is it? Well, I've got plenty of time. We've got four minutes. Less credit. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. And I think you've got that in spades. Churchill? Yeah. Except for that last part about you. That was all me. Martin Garrow's dad actually says, you were quoting Churchill. How? <laughs> Martin says, I've got a book of quotations next to me when I write. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, the problem with his hair is you, you, it looks like you could use it as a floor brush. Fantastic hair Bo's got. You're turning upside down, you know, and using the bush concrete. Oh, again, they went down with the CGI, didn't they? Oh, yeah. You see the hardship, and then, well, with Pegasus, will come Milky Way. I assume that's Milky Way. It's Just drifting in space. Yeah. Just in case you're in any doubt how far away they actually are. Yep. 
Okay, McKay, that's just to help you breathe, not breathe continuously. <laughs> Caldwell's hands. <laughs> I like Lorne as well. He's, he's holding on to his P90 as if his life depended on it. Yep. It may. Off again for hand. We gotta go now. Can't they beam him directly? Why did they all have to stand up and walk away? That's using oxygen. Beam him directly from the bridge onto the high ship. Into a very tight corridor. Mm. Yeah. And they're in the cargo bays or... For ambush. Well, if there's a wraith right behind... Oh, they're all... Oh, good job. They're all changed. They're elves. <laughs> elves. <laughs> Aragon. They're not Aragon. Who's the other one? Who's the elf? Elrond. Oh, have they been fed upon? <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, a buffet appears in front of you. Yep. Free feed. Looks like they killed each other. What's happened? They haven't gone straight back to human. Mm. It's alright. Find a holding area, start marshalling the survivors there. Queen's chamber should be that way. Yeah, what's the effect on the being the queen? Yeah, good question. <laughs> we'll find out after the fact. <laughs> that looks like a good queen's chamber. None of the green little laser beams. <laughs> yeah, or is that just for party time? Mm. Hello. So we finally get to see our multi-queen actress without makeup. You all right? It's okay. You'll be all right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. Whoa! Yeah, no. <laughs> that was risky shooting. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't work on her. Beck, I wondered if the females would be immune. Yeah. Something you might have mentioned before, she almost killed me, Rodney. I only thought of it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lord, be careful. We don't know if she was immune or not. Feel free to smack him. <laughs> I mean, she could have crushed his windpipe and killed him just by gripping him like that. I think we're out of the woods. I think we're out of the woods. I mean, as portentous last lines in the episode go, I think I remember when this broadcast, I was like, what? Seriously? <laughs> it wasn't the original last line. It was, we're not out of the wood yet. Uh, and they felt that was a bit yeah. over the top. Which is unusual, because normally you like to leave the uh, fans with something like that to think about. Right then, that was the season three premiere, No Man's Land. Pretty hectic. Indeed. Ah. I was hoping for more than indeed. Granted, uh, it does sum up Stargate, but... <laughs> no, that video disappeared and went back to a mostly white screen and my eyes kind of went, arg. <laughs> I might start playing again. Oh, great season I hope today. So they've definitely put the money into it. Shiny. Atmosphere VFX did the opening CGI. Rainmaker Studios did most of the firefight. So it's still interesting that Atlanta seems to be outsourcing most of its CGI while SG-1 does lots of in-house stuff. Mm. We have it here, but you can't use it. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you get your eights and you can use it. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Fantastic looking episode. Some good action. The loss of the Orion. Well, it's not unusual, is it? And they get a nice piece of technology and it soon gets used up. Mm. Makes sense, though. You don't want the humans to have such a powerful weapon. It kind of just shifts the balance a bit too much. They've always got to be the underdogs. Yeah, it makes you wonder why we get it in the first place, but to mo just to mourn over it. There's no way the Daedalus going to take out two hive ships. It couldn't have taken out one in the condition it was in. Well, that's it. It lost against two when it was fully... Armed and powered and 
it's going in limp and it's not going to do well. The only chance it probably did have was to use its shield when they were working and go into the flight bay itself and then fire inside it. It mm. wouldn't survive it, but it would destroy the hardship. Yep. No, plus hyperface. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. How many ships do they have to blow up? Well, the Earth ships. Mm. They've got two. Because mm. assuming, of course, that since we're recording this episode before we record the SD-1 episode, even though the SD-1 episode takes place first. So we know the Korolev has been destroyed. So we've got the Daedalus and the Odyssey. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you know, Chinese probably could knock some of these out pretty darn quick. Well, together as well. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't last long, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't reckon much to the warranty on them, but you probably need numbers right now. Mm. That's it, numbers in cannon fodder. Yeah, that's how the Jaffa always used to do it, the system lords. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming force. Yeah. Martin Wood, the director for this episode. He's directed 47 episodes of SG-1 and 29 of Atlantis. He also directed episodes of Sanctuary, Arctic Air, Cedar Cove, Primeval New World, Andromeda and Jeremiah. Martin Garrow, the writer, he wrote twice for SG-1, 26 for Atlantis and a single episode of Universe, as well as writing and creating the LA Complex, the home show, and Bored to Death. The end is nigh. <laughs> uh, the end is not particularly nigh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's going to take us until June of next year to finish these, this and season 10 of SG-1. June of 2016 to get to the end of SGA. And then... June of 2017 to cover both seasons of uh, Universe. So, no. I don't think three years is particularly nigh. And then 2020, Infinity. <laughs> yes, you were looking for a show to do yourself, Brad. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. We will refuse to be associated with it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you can call it the anti-gate cast. Uh, I'll just play it and have the Benny Hill music playing in the background for the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, entertaining at least. Although at least I lasted 16 minutes. I think you only lasted five, didn't you, Mike? I didn't, I didn't even get through the opening title sequence. <laughs> what the hell is this? You didn't see the green alien. I heard enough about it that I knew I pretty much wasn't going to like it, so it didn't really matter that I just saw it on the streaming service, press play, and no, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> this is no Jason the World Warriors. Well, of course this not. This is J- no J- Flintstones. Of course not. JMS was involved with Jason the World Warriors. Was he? Yep. Good God, was there anything that guy didn't do? Ah, uh, he did Jason, he left it when basically Bandai came along and said, you're not making it toy focused enough. <laughs> Same reason they left team man Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got a little bit of feedback over on our Facebook group for last week's episode. Andrew Wonders kicked it off with... When you wrap the last season of SG-1, are you guys planning to do any episodes for Arc of Truth and Continuum? I replied, yes we are. Gate Tech Alpha 6 posted, Interesting to hear opinions about the reboot of the franchise. I think it hasn't quite set in how much of the franchise will cease to exist. The Gold, Stargate, Mand, Multiple Gates and of course SG-1. I'm unsure how you could retell the original 94 movie. I prefer immature work to CG any day. But if they tell a similar story, just updated, I don't think it will succeed. Anyway, back to the episode at hand. Some beautiful space shots, and that attack slamming into the Aura ship was amazing. I like the comment by Valor that every man in the galaxy will fall at her feet. Unlike Dan, love the new Aura armor. Like Alan said, they attacked Chulak, only because of plot. And why would they land and invade a city and leave the shields off? Possibly because the Prior needs to be in the controlled chair for systems to be active. And one trend, don't work with kids or animals, Stargate has booked. 
they act so well and that young Adria is so creepy it's disturbing. Once again, great episode. The end is in sight, what a great series. Then there was some discussion between uh, Thomas, Brad and myself about future episodes of Stargate and who will be guest starring. If you do want to uh, join us for an episode or two, then please get in touch. Once again, thanks to ECM for their 5 star iTunes review. And we also have some birthdays this week. On the 3rd of August, Anne-Marie Deloise will be celebrating. She played Amy Vandenberg in Bounty and Farrell in The Other Side, both SG-1. On the 4th, her brother-in-law, Michael Deloise, has his birthday. He played a number of characters in Wormhole Extreme, which really means he left his mark on the franchise. Also on the 4th, Martin Jarvis will be celebrating. Martin played Deimos, the Thelosian in Seer on Stargate Atlantis. On the 5th, Chuck Gamble has his birthday. He was, of course, Chuck the Technician, and was originally a stand-in and line reader before getting an extra role and then a speaking and recurring role on Atlantis. Finally, on the 7th, Tobin Bell, who appeared once on SG-1 as Omok in the episode Enigma, but made his name as the lead in the Saw series of movies. Happy birthday, guys. That's all the feedback and birthdays for this week, and we'd love to hear from you about pretty much anything. You can contact us through our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, and our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Google+, and on Twitter, we go by at thegatecast. You can also listen to us via iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, so reviews on those services are most welcome. No pressure, though. Let's get back to the show. Come try ya! Okay, then, that was No Man's Land. Next week, we return to SG-1, episode 2 of season 10, Morpheus. Ooh. Yes, sounds ominous, but isn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, again, basic research. Yeah. <laughs> I did bring over my PSP games. I don't know why. I hope you join us for that episode next week, folks. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.